the board. We need a take from Dick Gunn here. Yeah. Dick, Dick, you're here with us. Uh, we just need your opinion on young Ben Simmons. What's your take? Ellis, Ben Simmons, he's a good guy, all right? I know his father, and uh, we worked in the mines together for many years. Wow. Now, Ben Simmons uh, did not go into the mining business as his brothers did. To me, this is upsetting. But he's a great ball player. Plays a great ball. How, how, how tall do you think Ben Simmons is? Ben Simmons is approximately 5'2". <laughs> What if I told you he was a 6'10 point guard? I may be thinking of a different Ben Simmons. <laughs> it is a common name. All uh, right. Welcome back to the banter zone. We've had a long hiatus, but all the boys are back as well as the terminal. Um, I will be your Sherpa throughout the episode per usual. Boys, last time we did this, um, we were either all in school or all in different countries. I can't remember. Um even I though, my, who even I though I have total recall uh, and, <laughs> and and rage storage for my memory, um, but um, I it was corrupted. So anyway, uh, does that give you, you a um, what's it called? Does that give you a free meeting with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is that <laughs> did, is that falling into that fears? Did Mini Mike do that to you? Did he spend all his money on his campaign and stop funding you? <laughs> He left me. He left me in the basement just to crunch numbers. Chris At least you a- want American Samoa. What was 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 your did, did your crunching numbers entail? How much how much money are we just losing every day? Just hemorrhaging on this election. He yeah. actually he actually reversed the sponsorship of this show, so we're actually now paying him to be a sponsor of the show. Oh, that's so that it's just, a we, it's a weird contract thing. Uh, who's going to fund our PBR? That, that is just <laughs> anti, that is just antithetical to everything we stand for. Paying paying them to no. I, that's he, right. well, he, he we'll discuss this off air, but I, I, I that's just a change in, that's just a change in the corporate structure. I don't think our charter calls for it. <laughs> He is. He is. I just don't know. Can we get some interns rewriting this contract? Yeah, we are paying him organizationally, but Mike is also an unpaid intern for the show as well. So there's some weird tax. Okay, that could that could cure it. That could cure it. All right. Well, how are you guys doing? Oh, we got some catching up to do, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Things have been. uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Who wants to start? Anyone want to start? I would just describe it similarly to the way people describe March Madness, which is survive and advance. That's basically been my year in in a nutshell. Just surviving, advancing, living in Ohio, back in the grit nation, experiencing winter for the first time in two years. That's really something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the last time I saw Chris and Owen in person was not that far before. That's it was true. Like, was it late January? No, 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 no. No, February. no. Because no, I came to New York late January. Yeah, it, it was it – was, yeah, two or three weeks, maybe max, before, uh, you know, before quarantine hit. So the three of at us, least, at least there was that. Gun hanging out again, a classic time. Yeah, Chris just burst onto the scene like eleven forty-five on Saturday, out of the <laughs> office into our hearts. Finally relinquished. <laughs> yeah, but no, he was flying in with energy though. Like people were tired from the day. Not flying Chris. in high flying. At, at we got dollar slice. True, we did. We did. A good that was time. The time. Yeah. So well, you, you love to hear that. I mean, I've enjoyed being SSH'd into by each of you every day. Um, so I've been keeping I've been keeping in touch with you directly. Um, but it is good for all of you to see each other again. And I'm glad that I could facilitate that here today. Um, we do have a lot of news that's happened in the the year and a half since we last recorded. Um 
Wait, wait, and, wait, wait. Before we terminal, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know that it's hard for you because you have to reboot when that happens. But uh, <laughs> I, I kind of have something I need to, to bring up to the listeners uh, about Grayson. Grayson, I heard through the grapevine, and we've discussed this briefly off air, but I think we need to discuss it a little bit more, that you have renounced your childhood love of the New York football giants and, I, and changed your allegiance. And I just think you maybe need to to tell the fans about this because that is honestly feels like a huge violation, maybe a bigger violation yeah, than so, me not burning my dad's jean jacket. Yeah. So um, what's it called? Yeah. This is why I think, uh, so you have a general rule, right? And you could take a bird's eye view at that general rule. Then you delve into the actual facts of the situation to see if an exception is warranted. Um, I think that's especially true here since, you know, of our, our various bandwagon conversations over the years. So, you know, some stricter scrutiny, I think. You know, I think that's warranted. See Owen and I, con law, spring 2016. Of course. Um, yeah, good times. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I think it was always a, uh, what's it called? It was a little bit of a strange situation, you know, being from around Philly with the Giants fandom. Um, and then, you know, kind of, I don't want to say it was an epiphany because that might be too strong of a word, you know, but just came to the realization that, um, you know, I don't identify with New York sports fans at all. Like I've never want to go to a, you know, Giants gathering or anything like that. Um, and the reason why I was a Giants fan was really because of the uh, intense hatred of the Eagles in my house, which is antithetical to uh, being a Philadelphia sportsman in general, which I've demonstrated in other areas. Uh, so I thought it was time, you know, to, um, as, as I transitioned from mere youth to adulthood, uh, it was time to, you know, it was something that it was in the making. I didn't, didn't really talk about it too much. Um, but, you know, not to say that, you know, I, I now I now hate my former team. Of course not. Um, we always hated the Giant, the Cowboys twice as much to, to you know, to compensate. But um, that's my current situation. I get the, uh, what's it called? The, yeah, what, I, I just like to, uh, you know, I, yeah. I just like you to maybe address the the critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some such as questions. He's, yeah. you know, oh, the dynasty's over. Eli's gone, and Daniel Jones is at the helm. And Grayson was too mentally soft. Maybe some some maybe would say that to to handle Daniel Jones and years of that. So he, his, he jumped his ship Daniel Jones. So, Daniel yeah, Jones' so, excellence is what you mean, right? Right. So that so Daniel okay, Jones' you, incredible chin. Yeah, no. So you're you're bringing up you're bringing up some good points. Um, what I would say is like the the th- this is trying to be from a neutral view. The roughest years I think of the franchise are behind, in that the years of denying that a rebuild was necessary and trying to like still win, which are the worst years, as you can like see the team disintegrating. Um, so the team I think is already on the upswing. Now you contrast that actually with the Eagles, who are in the downswing of still having heavily paid players and needing to rebuild. So they're actually the records I think are almost the same. The whole division is total trash. We can talk about that. Uh, it you is know, when, when it's time, I think just a brief aside for years, we talked about the Browns needing to get, to get relegated. The entire NFC should just be relegated. That's it my take dreadful. there. Not the football That's, team. Yeah. Especially, especially with the amount of time the NFC, particularly the Cowboys takes on primetime air. It's just a travesty. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I think long term, 
the Giants are on the on the rise, and the Eagles are in a bit of a precarious uh, situation in terms of probably needing a rebuild, but still trying to win because the division is such trash. One so, one more one more vicious yeah. rumor that no, I no I want I want to no I just I. Responding I mean, to pointy questions is the best way to get the truth out. It's the adversarial process. Yeah, obviously, you know? very vicious uh, on Twitter. This was just swirling, and I just want to like. Oh yeah, like, vicious from yeah, what, from all your vicious um, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. like you know, it was a diverse coalition of people talking. But yeah. you know, I heard a lot of uh, you know, maybe Grayson saw the video of the guy eating horse poop off the sidewalk uh, once the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and that was really what started this chain of events. Um, followed by maybe some therapy and eventually got to this point. Any, any thoughts, rebuttals? Yeah, you know, that was, um, if that was, was that doing, a turning point for you, if that was doing work in this, I don't claim to be, you know, even though I do have a psych minor, I don't claim to be any sort of psychological be, be particularly learned, but it's possible that was exercising a, you know, subconsciously exercising something. Um, if you just, if you just, identified something that was deeply repressed in me uh, and that's going to be progress for me. I appreciate it. You know, I don't know if that's what you just did. Um, but listen, the banter zone has time and time again, uh, you know, helped guests in all sorts of ways. Um, I mean, you know, Dick Gunn recently won the medal of honor after a disgraced military career. It's true. Uh, so, you know, any credits that mostly to this show. So, you know, changes are possible um, within principle limits. So, Eric, my, my only question for you is if you're going to just abandon your team and choose another team intra division, why would you not go for the football team? Like they're yeah, well, so, just... no, so that, that that's, it, it's, it's about, yeah. So, I mean, that would just be like, in that sense, you would, you would just, you wouldn't go in the division. You would just like, so it's, it's not, okay, let me, let me frame it this way. It's not about like picking a new team. It's. Hmm. No, no, I, 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 it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's not like a, like a, what's it called, like a random, um, like out of the blue thing. You see how this progression worked? Have I made that? It's spiritual, is what you're saying. Have I made that clear that Some it's not just like, that. yeah, it's a unification of you know an identity. Exactly. It, it, it is what if I'd been on the proper course before and had not been, uh, what's it called? You know, led astray. Led astray with because the whole thing is amoral that that's a big part of it but um <laughs> what was i gonna say yeah the, the the situation as it stood like didn't make sense on its face uh and then i realized at a certain point like i could just i could stubbornly cling on to it uh when really i don't feel any uh you know connection to the new york sports base at all and in fact you know the rivalry that's where the rivalry is um so you know I think maybe as when I was younger, I, I enjoyed the uh, the the spotlight of being like that super annoying person who hates the other, who who likes the other team. Um, but now, you know, in in maturity and and with the lessons I've gained from the banter zone and other sources, uh, you know, I realized that was not the proper course for me. So, I mean, like like I I, I ask you to imagine being a fan of your city sports teams and then just like randomly in one of the leagues liking the division rival. Um, and I know there was a reason for that, like when you were younger, but like, so I, I, I ask you to imagine that scenario for yourself. 
think well, and, think and, well. And I, I'm not absolving myself of total responsibility <laughs> in this as a kid. Like it wasn't like I had no choice at all. Um, you had free will. You wouldn't be but, fed if you supported the Eagles. It, like, it, it, and it's still like, like, will yeah, you be fed the, now? The, the, Can you the, go the home hatred, anymore? The hatred's still intense. I mean, it's, have you burned your bridges? So I'm currently home right now. So okay, I, mean, I, I am in the basement, and have I have I emerged in over 40 days? Unclear. Uh, <laughs> fact check. Uh, it is very clear. He has yeah, not emerged. Uh, Can we get the CNN fact check? Yeah, there the there are rare rare <laughs> times. Right 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 mostly right. falls. Snopes. Yeah. Um, Fraud. Yeah, but yeah, there was there was, you know, and, and as you probably know, it's very dependent on who your family likes to kind of um helps you develop that as a kid so uh, i hope those factors have been explicated you know, do, you, do you see where i'm coming from i would uh you know and once again, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be super you know like vocal about it or like you know pretending like this was uh you know like like pretending the past didn't exist because that's not a proper way to go about it but um you know and then you got to think oh when you when you got to teach the next generation about who to root for. Am I just going to hold on to this weird bastard giants thing, or are we going to do it properly? Uh, just, you know, your when, like, like traditions are good on their own, but you got to have some explanation for them. And this one just didn't, you know, just didn't, just didn't have any sort of, you know, proper basis. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, uh, stay what are your, what are your thoughts? I want to hear. I'd I'd stay, out your, I'd stay out of your Twitter mentions for a while is all I'm going to say. <laughs> is, is this actually real? Cause you know, I'm not on Twitter. So is this, is this real? What people swirling? Oh yeah. There's lots of people talking. A lot of traffic. Lot I, have, I mean, I mean, I, 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 would bet, I would bet a lot of money that it's not true, but I might have to get a Twitter just to, you well, know, people just, just want you to get on, on Twitter here. also. So small Kaiser 90 at small Kaiser 97. Yeah. Well, Terminal, where are we going next? All right, so... I hope, that was, in a, I hope that was an enriching conversation. Now that we have cleansed Grayson's conscience here live on the air, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to... Uh, skip, nice catch-up, boys. We're going to... Uh, <laughs> We're going to skip some of the news that's happened over the past uh, year and a half or so and just get right into what's happened in the last week. And that's primarily been um, the National Basketball Association having its virtual draft um, as well as the beginning of free agency. Um, so as as sports shows tend to do, we're just going to walk through um, the teams and the order that the picks were made. Um, and we'll just get your take on the picks uh, as well as any free agency moves um, they've made in the past few days. So kicking it off with the number one pick in the virtual NBA draft, uh, the softest franchise in the league, uh, that is fact verified, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Anthony Edwards, a shooting guard out of Georgia. Their other two picks uh, in the draft were 23 and 28, uh, Leandro Balmero from FC Barcelona. So we get a little international flavor there. And Jaden McDaniels, a small forward from Washington. Who wants to take this one? Well, I, I, this is not a real take, but just just a comment. When you were saying that, and you didn't finish out Leander with Barbosa, that was just I, so disappointing for me. I, I agree. That felt wrong with a B, and then so it was I a mean, tease. What'd you say? I said it was a tease. It was a tease. That Leandro, didn't feel right. Mid, Where's Leandro Barbosa? Mid, mid two thousand. So I was, not to go too astray, but mid two thousand Suns, nothing better. I mean, mm. they were just run and gun. Good take. Good take. Yeah. Oh, I would uh, take. Oh, he's, those, not, 
that, that was He's a classic 10 30 p.m espn mm. game you tape it i was too young watch it the next morning great stuff um wow. okay so I, i'll just give a take i i read an article about anthony edwards like the day of the draft or the day before the draft he said it has an interesting background interesting kind of story but one thing that was kind of uh i would say potentially concerning is his just lack of um affection or affinity for basketball and he says how he he doesn't like watching basketball um which i think that i i find to be mildly concerning well his exact quote was i'm not that into basketball it feels like a job to me so this this is a bit alarming yeah that listen that that to me that just i immediately flash back and this is i would need to know more specifics but i'm flashing back to andrew bynum right now that is um, that is a heinous accusation yeah it's not the flashback we want um yeah a lot a lot of assets traded there for it once again, might not be, but like that's that's my first thought. So well, well, let me tell you something. I don't like crunching numbers all day and spitting out to ruthless stockbrokers well, you don't on Wall like Street. This like anything. So well, that's that's true. That's true. But assuming assuming that I had a personality and a soul, I probably would not enjoy my job. But I do enjoy being compensated for my job. So I'm wondering if potentially just the compensation will be enough to uh, you know incentivize young Edwards to. Mm perform at a high level. I think it's possible. Yeah, I would assume Chris would never say that about investment banking. You know, it's obviously that's, more than just a job. That's true. It it is a a spiritual relationship for him. <laughs> um <laughs> Chris, Chris say more Chris say more about that as someone who is so passionate and dedicated to their craft. Uh what role you think that plays in your performance in your job? <clears throat> um yeah, I mean, it's a it's a question I've spent a ton of time thinking about. Um, That's concerning. <laughs> I okay. Because um, coastal elites don't think or reflect, so you just do. You just you are just, a man of just, action. That's this whole true. aim, this whole a morality thing, well, really okay. help here. So my my advice, <laughs> my advice to here's my here's my advice to Anthony Edwards. So coming just pivot that question just co- coming into. Coming into investment banking, did I watch investment banking people do investment banking? No, because I couldn't. And although he could watch basketball because it's a you know it's a sport, I've cha- I know I don't watch it still, but I do it a lot. And hopefully he does basketball a lot. And it, when I say doing basketball, I mean playing, passing, shooting, and also watching some tape. So I think I, it's concerning, but I think he can you know write the ship and and you know change his mind and watch some tape. LeBron supposedly last year when he missed the playoffs watched like every single game. So you know, not saying, and he's you know one of one of the best. So if Anthony Why Edwards, not? he's probably gonna make a lot of money, even if he doesn't care. But if you if he wants to be really good, he's gonna have to watch some tape. It's a little alarming that they draft him after Carl Anthony Towns is also just the most lays man of all time and just complains constantly. So I am very out on the Timberwolves. Despite, well, they're not the Timberwolves anymore. So don't you remember when we were in Bulgaria, they were the Timberwolves. And that's really was the start of kind of this, this program's affinity for the Timberwolves. But I think I'm, I'm just fully out. I don't believe in them. I don't believe in Cat. I don't really believe in D'Angelo Russell, even though he went to Ohio State. So, you know, respect. But I just don't believe in that team at all. So, Wait, so are, are we taking a unified? No, we don't. A, unif- a unified 
Panthers' own stance against the Wolves. Wait, we're missing some then. context here. We're missing some context. They also did make the move of trading for Ricky Rubio, who good is move. a known, known good culture fit. TM. Wait, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah, they brought move. they brought him back. It's a good Wait, move. who they trade for him? I had I, this was this must have happened super recently because I was reading about trades. <laughs> they right trade, before the- they traded assets and future considerations. Per, yeah, they, they, they traded ten bags of peanuts. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> a lot. Okay, no, no, here's the here's the ultimate question: twenty seven and a half wins. Keep in mind that's like thirty one and a half approximately in a normal season. Are you over or under? I actually think I might be under. I'm under. I'm, I'm just gonna say over. I'm under. I'm definitely over. I just think like their core is like. I guess maybe on paper it works, but it's just weird. It's just weird guys, and I don't trust them, and they don't have a winning culture. And I guess they now have Ricky Rubio, but I don't think Ricky Rubio is moving the needle for me. And I just feel like at some point this season, Cat's going to be on Instagram complaining, and I'm just like out. I'm just out on them. There's too many good teams in the West. Oh, and have you ever complained about anything in your job? <laughs> Never. Never. Not on Instagram, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, just just wanted to confirm. I also don't get paid, you know, twenty million dollars a year. Uh, that fact is disputed. Um, all right, so I is think it because I would like to know who's disputing it. That's that's great. Please dispute it. There was there was a, I tweeted it and there was a disclaimer added to the bottom. So oh my gosh, uh, I'm not sure. Um, all right, yeah. so I think that's enough. I think that's enough about the wolves because I'm I am short circuiting over Wait, here. I and I but... over or under before we before yeah. We Grace, are you over or under? Yeah, uh, I'm under. Over. It would be a 38% winning percentage. Yeah. We'll go under. Let's, Let's go. Optimistic. Let's be optimistic. I obviously have no opinion because I set the line. So um, moving on to the Warriors now. Uh, with the second overall pick, they took James Wiseman, a center out of Memphis. Um, with the 48th pick, Nico Mannion, a point guard out of Arizona. And 51, Justinian Jessup, a shooting guard from Boise State. I'll also note that they added potentially. That's an amazing name. Well, let let me let me finish the update. Uh, Also, in free agency, uh, they added Kelly Oubre, uh, known uh, swag mogul, and they also lost Clay Thompson for the season to a torn Achilles. That's so sad. Yeah, the only Kelly I abide by is Kelly Olynyk, but still fine. Similar hair, similar hair, Kelly Olynyk and Kelly Oubre. Say that again, Owen. I was trying to remember where he was, but he's at the Heat. That's right. He's a Launchfield guy. Good Respect. culture guy. He broke Kevin Love's. He dislocated Kevin Love's arm, though, and I will never forgive him for that. So I'm really not over that. They easily could have won that championship if they had Love yeah. and Kyrie. That was a savvy veteran move. <laughs> <laughs> dislocated guy's shoulder. I mean, savvy. It was vet. like it was like the Zaza Pachulia, you know. Oh my gosh! Wait, I have a great Zaza Pachulia story. Can I do real things? Yeah, oh, that's wow. war- what, that's Warriors. What a, I'm, what a, what a, what a oh, it's Warriors related. Yeah, so I'm at work one day. Oh, it's you know, funny. I said, I, saw, I said that not even realizing. Okay, he was on the Warriors. Yeah, yeah he was on the wow. Warriors. You no, know, like Zaza- I know that now, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm just at the office, and someone I work with just runs over, literally, literally sprinting, and I'm like, "What is going on?" He's like, "Zaza Pachulia is in the office right now," and I was like, "What on earth?" <laughs> And he's like, you got to come. And I was like, okay. So we go over and he's just eating lunch in our office because I guess he's like, he's a coach now. And he works with uh, like someone he, I think someone's husband who works at the company works at the Warriors and like his friends with him. So he was just at the office for lunch and he is just so big. He is literally 
un like unbelievably enormous. Um, and we staked out for a very long time to get a high five from him, and we did. So that's my Zaza Pachulia story. He broke. I, he I broke uh, freaking what's his name's ankle. Kawhi Leonard. I yeah. uh, I actually heard that Zaza Pachulia is now a partner at Andreessen Horowitz, and that's why he was actually <laughs> in your lunchroom. <laughs> Um, He's that, a VC. That, that fact has not been verified. So any other takes on the uh, obviously the Clay Thompson injury uh, has greatly affected their plans. Um, but any takes on the James Wiseman pick? He's kind of a polarizing prospect, uh, a large center who also has a bit of a handle and some outside shooting potential. Um, give me your thoughts. I think it's a pretty safe pick. I mean, he's not going to be terrible, obviously, um, but I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he's the quote unquote bridge guy to the next like Warriors, you know, title run or whatever. Is that, I a, think joke? It's a, is that a bridge joke? Or is, is that a bridges? It was not a bridge. Not that, that bridge in the jersey. Yeah, continue. I, I My thing is like, as soon as Clay got injured, I was like, okay, are they just going to tank again? Are they just going to infinitely take me until it gets healthy? But oh, they're too good. No, but then they traded for Ubre, so I'm like, okay, they're not gonna tank. So now, so now they're like, you know, they're good, they're fine. They'll make the playoffs probably. They're not gonna win a championship. But Clay could I, be I, done, done. Like Clay could be done forever potentially. I agree. I, I agree. Which is so sad. He could be done forever. If we all virtually take a pour one out, you know, pour one out. Maybe have like a quick moment of silence. I don't have anything to pour out at the moment, but I don't. Right. I don't have PBR right now. Yeah. But all right, this one's for you, Clay. Chris, do the honors. It's really taking his time. He doesn't want to support too much. Thank you, Chris. Respect. Just pour that on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> dedication. Respect. His parents. Um, I, I'm curious. I, I don't know. Well, actually, uh, the terminals. The terminals' best man in his wedding. Which I mean, don't ask me to explain how that happened. But uh, the the terminals' best man in his wedding is a basketball. What's his exact role? He's a basketball coach of some sort. He is. Is he a guru? He's, we won't, we won't we won't disclose uh, our sources more than that though. And well, also, <laughs> go ahead. I was gonna say Chris was there, and he had some real shade, some real insider shade to jump on James Wiseman. And okay, I don't so, remember what his exact take was. Daniel, I will say, I, I will. Don't, who knows who I'm referring to? Terminal. <laughs> Can you guys explain? I will say that I do know that the best man in my wedding, which once again confusing situation, lots of wires were involved. Um, <laughs> Uh, the best man in my way <laughs> uh, also went to the high school where I currently uh, or I, I formerly was a, a server in the basement at. Uh, and James Wiseman actually attended that high school, uh, known user on the server. And um, so there was exposure between both my myself speaking in the, the third person, actually, um, and and the best man in my wedding to James Wiseman. So he does have inside information. So, so can you, I mean, I guess you can't give a take. Can you give us some facts terminal on James Wiseman, some insider high school facts? I will give you uh, a understanding fact. of course that every fact is, you know, nothing's objective, but you know, so there I is know no it's truth terminal. realistically. Yeah, it's, it's everything is, everything's objective. I don't know what you're We went to college. We know truth doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I'm I, radicalized. I have very little facts about James Wiseman. Uh, I will say once again, this is a confusing statement, but just try to rationalize it to yourself. I did play pickup basketball with James Wiseman um, in which in, in a game that I was 
not the best player. Um, what? And, and he and he certainly was the best player. <laughs> so just that's I'll give you that. So he he has been the best player on the team before. It may have been in an after school pickup game, but he was absolutely the best player on the court. So I see no reason why he wouldn't also be the best player on the court with the Warriors. Is there uh, is is a, there a flawed logic there? No, that's right. a good take. Okay. Wait, Terminal. I, I actually do want to get. I, I want to get your. You know, whatever the the closest thing you can give to a take as an objective terminal. But there were reports leading up to the draft that the Bulls were going to swap two and four and send Wendell Carter Jr. to the Warriors. What's your take or what's your reaction to that? Well, my reaction is, of course, deterministic. But based on the analytics I have on Wendell Carter, I do expect him to be the best player in the NBA within five years. So I would say that is a very, very bad move for the Bulls, um, but would be quite a feather in the cap for the Warriors as they move towards extending their dynasty. Having the best player in the NBA, uh, by my calculations, does make your team better. So, Whoa, that's, that's a super hot take. Well, it's not that a take, is, it's a fact. But wow, Wendell Carter. That is really something. Should we just go should we do a little bulls action? Chris, I think has bulls takes these ready to rip. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back to the Haw- uh not the Hawks, the Hornets. Um Bulls were at four. Um they selected Patrick Williams, a forward uh out of Florida State. He was actually a, a bench player as a freshman there. They also selected Marco Simonovic, a power forward slash center from Mega BMAX. Wait, so y'all took a bench player fourth overall? That is a fact. <clears throat> yes. Defend your defend your club, Chris. Where was he on the bench? Was he like he was the ACC six man? Was, was he close? Was he close to the coach, or was he on the far side of the pine? He actually was a player coach for the team. Um, so you don't he see was a lot of in front of the coach. Right. So so especially, as a, especially as a freshman. He didn't start for his college team. And he but he also coached them. Overall. He did coach his college team, though. So maybe maybe <laughs> there's some. I mean, are they drafting him as a coach or are they drafting him as a player? Unclear. Why not both? He's going to actually continue yeah. to be a player coach with the Bulls. Is this Steve Nash? <laughs> he could be a player or a coach in any given game. It's like, you know, it's like Taysom Hill. You have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, they've said they wanted flexibility, but like, my gosh. Yeah. Another thing, Patrick Williams is a known uh, successful flower salesman. So that was something that was what? identified on draft night. Yes, he, he does have a successful flower business with his mother. Wait, this guy sounds like an ultimate sweetheart, but I still don't know if you want him fourth. So defend the club. <laughs> And I were having a discussion about this about a week ago, and I'll go on record as saying I wanted them to draft Patrick Williams, and the turtle can confirm this. Um, I have have the tapes. So the reason why I wanted him was because while he was a bench player in college, he was was still the ACC sixth man of the year in only 22 minutes a game. Um, And and he was especially kind of coming on before the season got canceled. but I mean, if you, without, without looking, without with just hearing the fact of he played 22 minutes a game as a freshman, you don't know that he was the sixth man of the year, the second youngest player in the NBA draft, and just has the physical makeup of, you know, kind of a modern day prototypical NBA wing. Um, so I don't know. All, all I would say is this man has the tools to, to do a lot. I mean, worst case, I think he's a three and D guy, but best case, he's, he could be a secondary ball handler. Um, and 
even in like a four or five pick and roll. Uh, so I think there's tons of upside and he could potentially guard multiple positions too. So just watch some highlights, watch some tape. I'm, I'm all in on this pick. I, I fully approve. Do you believe in the Bulls' ability to develop him into a good player? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and up until very recently, I would have I would have said absolutely not. In fact, I would be certain that he would get worse. Um, but, <laughs> but but I like that confidence. But um, you gotta rep your club. But I actually have a different opinion now. The Bulls obviously have a, a new front office. You know, they're much more competent. And they've actually started hiring player development coaches. So now they have, uh, they used to have, when, the, when they hired their new GM, the new GM was like, yeah, when I look at the organizational structure, I realized they only had one player development coach. And he's like, that's a hell of a job for one guy. Um, so, but now they have four. So uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident they can develop him. Um, he's a little bit raw, obviously, but I think with, you know, a pretty robust co- coaching staff now, they can develop him. So what are the Bulls? What do you, what would you want the Bulls to do now? They've got all these young guys. They've got Carter. They've got uh, well, they've got Levine, who's not a young guy and who is notoriously on my all hate team. Uh, they've got uh, who else do they have? Markinen, Co- um, Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe White. And then is that it? And then they have Chris, Chris. Dunn, who I think just left, right? Hawks. Yeah, he just signed with the Hawks. As well, did Rajon Rondo. Did he, did he sign to be a player coach? The Hawks are buying up everybody at just way too much money. What are Agreed. they doing? Agreed. The Hawks the are Hawks literally are. so dumb. The Hawks I are fielding two teams this year. So they're actually there's an expansion team. The Hawks B League team B B team is also going to be playing in the NBA this year. It's it's a salary kind of filler issue, but should be. Interesting. I mean, so they also picked up Gallo for just a dumb amount of money. Uh, yeah, I they're paying all the Hawks. But to answer your my, your original question. I want the Bulls to like, first of all, like they're not going to make any big moves. I think the front office's strategy, which I agree with, is just like start the season, let some of these guys kind of rebuild their value because ultimately, like a lot of them have very diminished value when you're being coached by like a high school coach. Um, so I think that, whoa, the, the, yeah, uh, the goal, <laughs> the goal, uh, yeah, the goal is the coach is to rebuild their value, and I, my move. Trade marketing at the trade deadline. That's that's my that's my uh, that's my forty chess move. That's spicy. Wait, I'd also like to tell the story of I was at Chris's house when Jim Boylan was fired the very day, and um, I was in the basement, and Chris is upstairs, two floors above me, and I just hear just screaming, just <laughs> screams of joy, like loud through the house, and I was like, what is going on? And then Chris runs all the way down and it's just screaming that Jim Boylan was fired. And I was like, what on earth? It's like a Paul Revere situation. Chris just running in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then 20 minutes pass. I'm just still in the basement. Just, I don't know, goofing around. I think I was reading Jim Boylan news and Chris, I go upstairs to figure out what Chris is doing. He's in the shower, but he's still just yelling to himself just joyfully every like minute or so. He just is just in- uncontainable. Were, were you yeah. unaware of the, um, the the solo project Chris has been doing it's just been entirely a Jim Boylan podcast. I've actually <laughs> the, the tapes are hard to get, but I've I've been privy uh, through some. Wow, some, I need some, the tapes. Some some somewhat legal means, somewhat illegal means. Won't say anything further, but we we got them in the archives. 
So I could really use these tapes. Well, they're in the, I, they're in the raid storage. The, the thing I'll say, and I, I can't deny anything of what Owen just said, but um, the thing I'll also say is the terminal actually was the one who first notified. And the funny part was he, he texted in this chat with someone with an Android phone so the tweet wouldn't load, but he just said, happy Friday. And I kid you not, I don't know how I knew, but before I even clicked on the, the link, I just knew exactly what it was. I just knew exactly what it was. And then, yeah, I started screaming for a long time. So thank you, Terminal, <laughs> for bringing me much joy on that particular day. That's the Terminal job. is basically my personal Woj. <laughs> Woj actually gets his information from me. He's just my Twitter account. It's wow. It's got to be comforting at least a little bit that while the Terminal itself can't experience emotions, the Terminal can at least cause others uh, to experience positive emotions, as That's well true. as... Absolutely negative, negative emotions. So the terminal Frequently has a lot negative. of has a lot the of terminal, power, you know, the terminal comes up in therapy for me quite a bit. So both positively and negatively. Just really <laughs> throwing my emotional life into thrall. <laughs> All right. I don't does anyone else have more bulls takes? I don't really have any takes other than I hate Zach Levine. I feel like that's probably I mean, is anyone gonna dispute this? Chris, are you gonna defend him? Chris and I uh, talk about this a lot this summer. <laughs> I actually like the terminal to dispute this. Zach Levine had a great season last year. He improved quite a bit on defense, which is something that is underrated. Uh, his three-point percentage also increased. Um, I think he could be, or actually, excuse me, I hate that word, think. I know that <laughs> Zach Levine is going to be a, a good player um, on the Bulls. And I believe he could be a nice number two next to uh, Wendell, obviously being number one on his team, as he will be the number one in NBA. Wait, but Daniel, specifically, or sorry, sorry, terminal. Uh, specifically, we can we can cut that. Um, specifically, <laughs> cut, cut that, that, cut that. <laughs> I had to get that out. Specifically, this is what I think. This is what's really going to trigger Owen is on a on a championship team. Where could Levine be? The number two. As I said, no, absolutely not. Number two in the NBA, number two on his team. No, literally could never be the second best player on the championship team. There is no world. So, so there is no world. I understand what you're saying, but how do you rationalize him being the second best player in the NBA, but not the second best player on his team or better? Wait, neither of those things are ever. Yeah, that starting premise is a little bit. Yeah, wait, I don't understand how we got there. I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. how you're arguing well, with, sneaky. with someone the, who the can only go in facts. First pretty, of all, pretty first cheeky of all, guy over here. If Jaron Jackson's going to be the best player in the league, I don't really understand how. No, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson's just a Hall of Famer, not best player in the league. Wendell, best player in the league. Zach Levine, second best player in the league. And then after that, we'd have some, you know. Just, but just some guys. Like I thought you were supposed to be factual. These are terrible. Okay, this is factual. Uh, Why are you awful, Do you know how many points he <laughs> averaged per game? Do you have like what? What's your guess in 2019-20? Well, Levine. I, yeah, I literally I, hate I his stats. Guess. Also, I, I know, but I just want. I'm just asking. Just to 25 see points. Like, okay, 25 and a half. I think. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, it's not he's bad. A fraud. So, so I think that there's a presumption there. So, Wait, yeah. how, how is this been a fraud when he's a high volume scorer on above average efficiency? How I'd like to see him ever turn that into wins i don't care about his efficiency he's literally never ever turned it into a win ever they're terrible he's i will believe Boylan. he's played under a high school coach i just i would and he played on the timberwolves and he no he's terrible i'm out i'm out on zach levine he will never be the second best player on the championship <laughs> team 
you okay, also, so I'm going to come and make a more neutral take. Maybe he's somewhere between where Owen is saying and the second best player in the NBA. There's got to be a middle ground. <laughs> right? I can't believe. No. That's too radical, Grayson. Like, you say second best player on a championship team, I mean, he'd be maybe the seventh best player on the Sixers. So, like, that's where I'm coming from. But we'll, we'll get to I the Sixers. I won't touch that. But Wait, I just actually, want- though, what, what, what championship team is he even third best player on right now? What team in the league where it would be or, a championship team? Or the Bulls, team? not a championship Wait, team. He's he's definitely definitely the third best player are we just counting that? On the Heat? Yeah. Dog, I don't know. Dragic, Bam, and Butler. I'd rather have Dragic than Levine literally any playoff series. No chance. I will also absolutely. say that, that. That's no chance. Levine, I'm absolutely going to my grave on that take. Levine was referred to as not a young guy earlier in this segment. I will say he just turned 25, so younger than yeah, you how old expect. is Dragic? Well, Dragic, Dragic is, is old. Dragic I'm, I'm is 30 right years now. old. I'm talking right now. Oh, yes, right you're now. still taking Dragic now. Before I forget. He's before 34. I forget. Wait, you're, taking, you're still taking him now over... I, like I don't even have a dog in this fight, but now I'm getting. So you're, you're taking. Dragic taking... also tore his planner fascia. Wait, in the wait, finals, wait, wait, so. wait, wait, Are we talking like I'm taking him on a five year contract? Or are we talking I'm taking him no, no, literally I, I, for one on series right it, now? I'm saying like you you phrase it as like a playoff series now. That's what. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm so assuming I get, that his I get planner that fascia experience helps there. I'm assuming I'm assuming his planner fascia is healed, but I'd rather yeah, have sure, sure. I'll give you that. So that that would still be your take. Dragic was averaging like 20 in the playoffs and was really good and was helping his team win as opposed oh, to Levine, who's averaging 25 in the regular season on a terrible team where he's taking all the shots. Also, his his basketball reference nickname is Young Hollywood, which literally no one has ever called him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say. Going, we did a segment on that. I, I don't think it was for basketball, but remember we just like looked up people's nicknames. And I mean, people's started. nicknames are so bad. Yeah, they just don't. Getting yeah. back to Dragic, Dragic also lost quite a bit of games when he was young. Um, so just keep that in mind when comparing him to Levine. Also, just yeah, want to clarify. Yeah, in a shocking twist, he lost some games. So. <laughs> he lost. He lost. <laughs> I mean, quite just keep that games. in mind. He did I'm not win every shooter. game. I will say. I will say that also. I feel that my words have been twisted, uh, and I'm only <laughs> speaking in facts. I never said that Zach Levine would be the second best player on a championship team. I said he could be, but he would likely be the first best player on a championship team. So. <laughs> Please don't twist my words. You did make, wait, that's worse. You did say that you just he was the second worse. best player in the NBA, though. You like made that yes. comment. And so, second and then you best said player necessarily in the NBA. He'd be the second best player on his team. That's what no, I heard. I said at least second best. So second best or better on his team, definitely at least second best in the NBA. Which which Terminal, means he could I, be first or second best. You, on you're, okay, I, I'm not, I, I don't mean to buy you and fact check you, dude. I, I'm not a medical or computer professional, but I think you're short circuiting, and you just gotta you you gotta get something checked out. I don't know what to tell you. I only speak <laughs> in facts. We'll we'll revisit this at a future show, obviously, when when all this has come to fruition. But I think at this time we can probably move on to the Hornets, uh, who we skipped over, um, taking kind of a polarizing player, uh, as the pundits would say. I obviously don't consider anyone polarizing or not polarizing. Uh, Lamelo Ball, a point guard from the Illawarra Hawks in the Australian Basketball League. They also took Vernon Carey Jr., a center from Duke at 32, Nick Richards, a center from Kentucky at 42, and Grant Riller, a point guard from Charleston at 56. Uh, just before the show, they also added Gordon Hayward, the mustache man in free agency, um, for a large sum of money. $120 million over four years. Large. Very, very large. Daddy's always right. Daddy's always happy. Oh, that's, 
Thanks for catching <laughs> me, Big C. Of course. <laughs> Wait, what is that in reference to? <laughs> have, you not, have you not seen this? No, what is this? I, I don't know the full story, but I think his kids just say that. Isn't that right, oh. Chris? Uh, it's when he's like finding out if he had a boy or a girl uh, with his next kid. And there's like it's like a present or whatever. And they're like unwrapping it. And like he opens it up and there's like a pink balloon indicating it's a girl. And they're like, and they're like, oh, daddy, we're having a girl. Like, are you happy? And he's like, and he just has like a blank stare. And he's like, daddy's always happy. This <laughs> 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 man is just so clearly disappointed he's not having a boy. <laughs> anyway, let's get your take, starting with LaMelo Ball. I think it's a good pick. I'll say it. It's a good pick. Wow. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to say it. I mean, there's a lot of LaMelo hate going on. I feel like it's just a super boomer bust pick is what I would say. Like, I feel like all three of these guys at the top of this draft could be awesome or could be just complete busts. Like, it's not inconceivable to me that all three of them flame out within a couple of years or that all three of them are awesome. So, Owen, I just want to give you a a quick warning here. Uh, you are speaking extremely rationally right now, which is against the bylaws of the Banter Zone <laughs> podcast, and you will That's be true. muted if this continues. I would like to say I think it's far more likely that all three of them are busts than all three of them are good. I think certainly one of them will be a bust, and probably probably multiple of them. I think Lamelo could totally be a bust. This man, his shooting sucks. His defense sucks. He's like a good <laughs> passer. His decision-making is heinous. He's pulling up half quarters with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Like he seems all to play with his, his shooting, his shooting decision-making uh, is not great, but when it comes to passing and facilitating that sort of thing, he's actually a pretty great decision maker, or at least was in the Australian basketball league in his shortened season there. I, I, yeah, where I, he was I mining think... where he was mining with Ben Simmons. I I I don't I think it's a good pick and I don't disagree with Owen. I, his defense is terrible, his shooting is terrible, but like I, I think his playmaking is strong enough and he can develop his other skills to a point where he's at least mediocre in those categories. So I I, I, I don't you want to hear in a in a third a pick. third overall pick. Yeah, <laughs> he's a mediocre shooter. He's pretty terrible on defense, but man, can he pass? Let me tell you, his floor is here and his ceiling is here. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't really see how he could be worse than Lonzo. I think he'll be just as good as Lonzo as a worst case scenario. Lonzo That's, plays defense though. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, something I like about Lonzo. Lonzo but I think, but I think I, there's no reason LaMelo can't. He just doesn't want to, or he didn't want to rather in Australia. Yeah, but that's yeah, a big. I, I mean, does. everybody can play defense. <laughs> no, that's not no, true. No, no, that, not, not what I meant. Not what I meant. Not everyone, everyone has the power to play the best defense that they can. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I can play no defense. But, but, like, you, you can play defense. Like, it's not. It might I, not be good defense, but I'm a the terminal is literally yeah. just a, a block of computing. Like, you could just dribble around him. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a liquid cloud resource. <laughs> true. An auto-scaling, I mean, ephemeral cloud resource. Here, I, I just think in, in a weaker draft, and in, in, a, in, a, in a situation like the Hornets, like the Hornets needed to just shoot their shot. Whether it's going to work, work or not, like obviously remains to be seen. But like you can't hate on the you can't hate on the pick because like they've only drafted like good college players who have been very safe, and look where that's gotten them. Basically, a seed or just outside the playoffs. So 
I, I, I really think swinging for the fences was the right call for them. Where do you think these top three guys would land in a normal draft? Like, would they land in the top five even, any of them? Because I'm not super convinced. Ah, uh, top five, yeah. I think yeah. Edwards would. Edwards just has so much physical tools. I mean, yeah. like, the guy yeah. is incredible uh, in that regard. And I think someone would probably take a flyer on him in the top five. I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think, I think Edwards definitely does. And I still think, I still think Wiseman and Lavelle could sneak in like bottom five. I, I mean, they're not like, their upside, both their upsides are still huge. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, Lonzo went second overall. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think he's like a better prospect than Lamelo. Once again, probably uh, an under draft that year in terms of average. You like know, a bad draft. Level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not as bad as this year. Uh, this year is heinous. A great one. <laughs> Wait, that that year's draft that was a that was 2017. That right? That was a pretty good draft. Yeah, I'd say it was okay. It depends on what you compare it to. I maybe mean, uh, maybe you'd say it's average. A fact check, which is not my. Well, because that was the Markel draft. That was the Markel. Markel, Tatum, Fox, Isaac, Markinen. Wait, Isaac, Mark, and like these are all guys that are that are not proven. So, well, you know, I we'll mean, see. I do like Fox. This program enjoys Fox. Fox, we here. will get to the Kings. Fox did get a uh, super max love... this week. Did we lose Owen? I think we lost Owen. That's all right. That's Judy that's is this is the frozen. this is the penalty he's paying for his rationality today. Um, <laughs> With, I do. A, with a morality does not have to come rationality. That's a that's factual. Yeah, often conflated. All right. While we're well, we probably shouldn't go to the uh, the Cavaliers while we're waiting um, for Owen to return from that his would be an Owen's frozen state. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the Hawks. Uh, they drafted Onyeka Okongwu from USC, a kind of uh, small ball center prospect. Um, and that was their only selection uh, in the draft. But they have signed a number of players in free agency, uh, including Chris Dunn, uh, Rajan Rondo. Um, <laughs> let's see. Who else? We mentioned yeah, a few Rondo. earlier. Yeah, they got Rondo. Uh, I just got the notification during the show. Or I Actually, oh. really? I did, yeah. That's unreal. Wait. I mean, and they Champions got... Here they come. They got Gallinari, but like... I'm so confused that they got Rondo and Dunn. This is so confusing. Which they, they got Gallinari and uh, what's his name? And Rondo. And I Dunn. guess Chris is this Dunn. Like the all, is this the all 2014 team? <laughs> Chris Dunn is going to, I guess, be their third point guard, I guess. I mean, they. I think it was two years, 10 million for him, which seems like a lot. Um, no, no, I thought it was two years, 20, wasn't it? For Dunn? No, no chance. There's no chance he's making twenty million or ten million a year. Uh, let me see. Year ten million. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the second year's a team option. I believe you just challenged me on that. Anyway, um, as I am right. always factually correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can pay your uh, your penance later. Um, but you know, I mean, they're basically betting all on Trey Young here. Uh. That seems like a a you know he definitely showed that he was a, a high level player, um, but he's definitely very streaky. Uh, Owen has rejoined here. Uh, welcome back, Owen. We're, we moved on to the Hawks so we could come back to the Cavs when you also rejoined. the the, oh. the huge breaking news they signed Rajon Rondo That's during really this rocking, show. Really rocking our world. The, the Hawks. Hawks. 
They have now signed Chris Dunn and Rajon. What are the Hawks doing? And Gallo. The Hawks don't make any sense. Oh, interesting fact. I saw a But you're thinking there. about them at least. That's what they yeah. want. They want to be Gallo, at least of. Don't think about them. It just gives them what they want. <laughs> Gallo is one of the I think I think the, the tweet was like Gallo was like the first over 30 uh player who did never make an all-star appearance to get over multi years and on 20 million apiece. Uh or something. It was like a crazy stand on how big his contract was for his age and lack of all-star appearances. His his plus minus with the Thunder last year, though, on court and off court was like absurd. It was something like they were, I think they were plus eight or something with him on court and minus something with him off for the season, which obviously like those are flawed numbers. A lot of that had to do with Chris Paul playing at the same time as him. Um, but, <laughs> a lot of Chris you know, Paul love on the show. We love Chris Paul. A <laughs> whole lot of Chris Paul. Anyway, uh, so I think we can all agree that the Hawks are probably going to uh, sneak into the bottom of the playoffs. Maybe now we have the play in tournament tournament. We should keep in mind. So more folks are going to have a chance uh, at getting in. Um, So they'll probably be fairly mediocre. Um, does anyone else have anything to say about them? Otherwise, I think we can move to the cap. Do we, yeah. Is there, is there any young talking hater. about ex- expanded playoff fields? Like, is that, do we think that's a good thing? I'm here Absolutely. For, I, I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm here yeah. For, it for sure. Are it's you saying, so fun. are you saying I, more I think it's elimination? A, it changes basketball? per sports, too. Like, certain sports, I like it more than other ones. The, uh, like, the baseball just game. got so ridiculous, I think. But, well, one game we're, we're here to talk about baseball. Obviously. We've been on the show many times saying that the one game play in in baseball makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's illogical. What if the whole season just became a plan and it was like sixty-four elimination, and you just got bumped down a bracket each time you lost? <laughs> or about for, for basketball, right? Or yeah, basketball. for basketball, right? <laughs> so there was no regular season. The whole season was a play-in tournament with just a very, very large graph of the teams. It would it would be tough to do load management at least. So there's that. That's true. You don't want to be <laughs> bouncing down to like the seventh tier bracket. By the time the uh, the loser, the winner of the losers brackets and the winners brackets met, they'd have to beat them like sixty four times in a row or something like that to be <laughs> able to win the championship. <laughs> be highly incentivized. Wow, that would really I, be something. I like I like the Okongwu pick actually for the Hawks. I like it less with them signing Capella or trading for Capella, but like I think it's still a good uh, a good pick for them. Agreed. Um, I think we can move to the the Cavaliers now. Here they drafted Isaac Okoro in the in the first round, um, who is a uh, small forward from Auburn, a really solid defender. Um, other than that, checking to see if they had any other draft picks. Uh, it doesn't look like oh they yeah no they had no other draft picks but they do have a lot of players on their team from the last two years who are young guys including Colin Sexton Darius Garland um, they have the guy from Belmont who didn't play at all they also have Kevin Love uh, and cool. Andre Drummond. Drummond yep yeah no I mean I don't really know that much about Okoro to be honest I he seems decent but I don't have strong feelings about him. Lockdown defender I'm, with a shaky jumper, basically. We'll take it. Um, I don't know. I feel like this, it feels similar to a Bulls situation and maybe like a Bulls year or two ago situation where it's like, we just got all these young guys. We don't have a lot of coaching stability. One of them needs, we need one of them to like actually pan out. And right. it's very hard to tell with Garland. I don't have super good feelings about it. Colin Sexton seems like he could be serviceable, but won't be great. And it's hard to tell with the Coro. So I don't know. I am hopeful that something good will happen. I also think that 
Love and Drummond are going to have some trade value. Like based on the things that people have been giving up, I don't know. We can talk about like, for example, the Drew Holiday trade or like things like that. But like people are willing to give up a lot for, in my well, opinion, we're, not we're, that we're much. We're Drew Holiday truthers on the show, right? I mean, I love Drew Holiday. Yeah, like, I, that I mean, was I, a, for obvious reasons, I've been haul. a Drew Holiday truther for, you know, quite some time. But that was a haul. And all I'm saying is like someone, there's some amount of value that what? Kevin Love and Drummond Now have. I'm wondering what, I'm, I'm I, trying to remember when he I, left. I, I disagree that, that Drummond has any trade value. Oh, Maybe really? I think, I think Drummond is, Drummond's like, I think there's teams that could that could definitely use him. They're not going to give a ton, but I think there's teams that could definitely use him. We trade some, and he also uh, doesn't have that many years left. I don't think. Yeah, he's on his last year of his deal. Um, I don't know. I guess because of his, his his short contract, maybe. But I think I once heard Andre just Drummond described as an elite garbage man, which I think is just about accurate in my That's mind. Pretty accurate. But, yeah, he's on his last year of his deal, although he's making $28 million a year, which is a lot for an elite garbage man. It um, is a lot. What we could do, though, is I think – I wonder if we could take a bad salary, trade him for to a contender for, like, a decently bad salary, and then he, he plays well. Yeah, he plays well, and you get a good pick. I feel like that would be – I'd be super happy with that if you could do that. Yeah, that that's fair. That seems pretty. That seems pretty possible. I think there's enough teams that want to go for it. Like, there's a lot of teams that want to go for it this year, it seems like. Um, I think people are learning very quickly that the tank is not as valuable as it used to be. So, was it? Uh, was it ever? I, 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 we, I ask. <laughs> we do. We definitely need to talk Sixers. I'm very I, uh, excited to talk Sixers. Oh wait, wait the tank. Through? Yeah, the tank has definitely been nerfed by the NBA. That's for sure. Um, it definitely has. Now it's I all about just becoming nursed? a salary that's dumping ground, like the OKC. Nick nerfed. Um, the, that was, uh, I also thought that too, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to say it, but that's where the terminal comes in. <laughs> did, did, did you say nursed or nourished? Nerfed, he said. Nerfed. nerfed. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, Mods. Mods, please fix. Okay. All right, I think we can, you know, we're, we're getting into teams that we probably want to talk about less here. So I think we should go ahead and move on to the Sixers and just talk Please. about their general front office, free agency, trades, drafts, etc. Let's like Grayson monologue first. Yeah, well, listen, I, I miss the, the Colangelo reign, don't get me wrong. <laughs> and, and, the, and the burner accounts, it was really a high time in the, in, in the franchise's history. Uh, but so I will say this. Last summer or or last off season, I was like also excited about the Al Horford deal and Josh Richardson, which turned out to be a huge bust. Um, <laughs> mostly just because like Al Horford had just given it to Embiid in the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, we have him now. He'll be a mentor. This will work out. Um, and if you just want to hear someone getting slammed on talk radio, just listen to Al Horford just getting wrecked on a daily basis it was not fun to listen to after a while um so i say that coming into this year really hoping for you know a better result not getting overly excited um and irrational as i've been accused of with the sixers at times uh you know some um, have been, some have accused you of similar to uh the economy of irrational exuberance <laughs> you could say that but i will say it seems pretty rational to get some um, highly qualified sharpshooters, which you've been missing after we got rid of Redick and got basically nothing in return in terms of actual three-point shooters. Like we had, um, this is definitely true. 
like we had Mike Scott as like our sharpshooter, and it just was it just was not working out. Like it just you, you got those you, you, you emoji keep, tats. You, you can't prosper like that. Also, those are issue, pretty hard. Yeah, and so obviously Ben Simmons was out these playoffs, right? Like that put a ton of pressure on Embiid, and like he said that you know I'll play as many minutes as I you know as I need to, and that like didn't come to fruition, and he like you know put that, but like. Literally, all you had to do was put a triple team on him. And, like, you can't expect – I expect in the playoffs you're getting 40 minutes. But you can't play 40 minutes against a triple team every single possession. Like, that's just ridiculous, and that's what was happening. Uh, so, yeah, listen, I, I and I'll say this. I'm just going to say this. And it's been the for a while. Really, I hope the James Harden thing is just not a thing. Really? Um, we're, re- we're really – yeah, I'm really not looking for that to happen. Chris, um, because that that could just total like either okay, so either the team could just reach new heights or like just supernova, like just explode and maybe never come back. Uh, if that just <laughs> if that just <laughs> like that just might be like the team just might be, be, be just critical mass of star power and then star power. See where I'm. That was that was a deep reference. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to do that, but you know. I'm a big science guy, obviously. So sometimes I just, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But Chris, yeah. And so no, I, I'm excited about the way it's looking now. Um, you know, I've been on the train of trying to keep the Simmons and Bead duo together. Um, I, I've disagreed on that point with my colleague, uh, Mr. Detloff, um, who, you know, has has basically ripped apart every element of the team for the past five years. Uh, so <laughs> these, these takes wise, seem like they're doing pretty wise, well. These takes, these takes, Chris's takes about the Sixers seem to be holding up pretty well. So there was, yeah, I mean, there was, so, and and, and, I, and this leads me into the biggest development of getting Dwight Howard on the squad, taking us to new heights. Um, Wait, also, did you see that he tweeted about how he was going to stay on the Lakers? Yeah, and then yeah. deleted it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like so, so that so That's that so was tough. funny. That was funny because it was so like close to when the, the transaction happened yeah. but i was on, on par with jimmy butler answering that interview have you heard, guys heard about this do we do we talk about this like a while back he's like the one thing you would never wear i think it was a heat jersey yeah yeah <laughs> yes so when he was on the bulls he said that yeah yeah so like wow. and that was still funny but this was you know so close that it was just in time that it was very funny um but listen no one can replace the hole that bobo marjanovic left boban left on the uh, team. He was really the best backup big man we ever had. Uh, but I'm excited. The, the, the team seems relatively complete. I don't know. I mean, and assuming someone's going to, maybe it's a James Harden or somebody comes in. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Do, do people, how, how do people on the outside feel? I'm trying to have a, a balanced take, especially based on the fiasco of last season. Uh, so any, 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 outsider thoughts all right here here's my you know as a, as a known sixers take man i will yeah. give my thoughts <laughs> please please do i um, welcome them one thing i'll say is i not to to my own horn but i definitely thought that horford thing was terrible when they first signed him but i will give was, was it just of, because of the money or because you thought he was washed or and also i think the sixers we can talk about brett brown all day but there's something to be said for Brad Stevens putting Horford in position to succeed versus the man just getting exposed. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he the, could potentially be good this year. Like yeah, I feel it, like it he's was gonna like, want to rebuild like, his value. 
Yeah, I know. It was kind of like when the the classic running back like hit age thirty and just fall off a cliff. Like that's what it looked like for <laughs> for Horford. Just like all of a sudden he's on the Sixers and just plummeted. So did did you would you did you not like the deal or you just everything? I didn't like the deal, the fit, the I didn't like anything. Nothing nothing was good. Um, I hate the Philadelphia 76ers, Chris. No, 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 I don't hate the team. I just hate their decision. I hate their front off. I hate Elton Brand's decision making. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I really wanted to like Elton Brand because like I remember I, him as a kid, just like, you know, savvy veteran coming in, but yeah, yeah it just doesn't be a cool guy, but not who you want your GM to be. Okay. I will give Daryl Warrior a lot of credit, though, because I think the trade they made to get rid of uh, Horford was great. Yeah, yeah it was a great they, trade. That yeah. was phenomenal. I can't believe I can't they got believe off they, of that deal. They definitely should have had to give up more. I cannot yeah, believe and, but, but I think going back to the point that someone just made, like I think there's probably a realization that Horford's value really is higher than what he showed. You know, like, like mm-hmm. at least somewhat. Like, he's like, like 35, and he's getting paid another 30 million for the next three years. I, I think Presti still thinks he's gonna after CP3. I think Presti thinks he can flip him again. I think that's probably what's happening. Even if they don't, I mean, it's worth it for them. They're not gonna they're not gonna be championship contending. Well, I guess you never know with the number of picks that they have, but um, wait, he could be salary filler in a deal if they try and trade for a superstar with all the picks that they have. They, he he's getting three more years at 28 million a piece. Like plenty of time though. Two years from now, maybe Al could be, help a team like like. And maybe CP. maybe in the third year he's GM, you know. <laughs> Wait, but he's thirty four though. Court I mean, to front office. He drinks milk though. He did the milk yeah, commercials. He's obviously going to last for a while. That's true. He has, he has strong bones. He has strong bones. He'll be fine. He'll be playing into his forties like Tom Brady. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, twelve. I I I think I'm Eric. If I were you, I would be very excited that you got Maury. Uh, I don't Maury's know how planned. Still has his job. I think Brand is just terrible. But well, it's it, it's it's a at this point, ex- with the exception of the Flyers having just like then now the Sixers are better, but like having just a front office kind of in shambles and no one knows what each person's job is. It's kind of <laughs> like a citywide tradition right now. Um, and the Flyers because because they've had just enough of a, they're fine now, but they've had enough of a carousel where that also applies. Uh, so like. So- the, the, the team was ready for a front office savior. There's no doubt about that. Wait, so I'm confused, though. I'm surprised you're not at least feeling a little frisky about the Harden trade because I yeah. certainly would be. I so, think, so I agree. Do you really yeah, trust teams to win the championship? Them. I just don't see the t- this team winning the championship. With well, I so, agree. So he, yeah, so, I mean, goal number one, of course, is to win, get a championship, to not get bounced in the first round, I guess. Uh, or swept, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, we want to get the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not just I, I would. I'm willing to. If Ben Simmons were in the series, I'm willing to give the Sixers two games in that series. Um, say what you will, but you know, two um, wait, two games. That's it. So you're gonna win like, the first like, round like, four like, two. Like, I would not minimum. say you've made the moves to to get yourself to a championship if you'd only take two games in the first round. There, you're saying it's in the one last last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're saying basically at full strength, you think you would have taken two games in the first round with the moves that have been made this offseason. Do you think you've made enough to go from a team that would only get two games in the first round to winning a championship? Okay, so so okay, so part part so part. Oh yeah, no, fair, fair. Part, the general just lays it right out. Few 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 points in rebuttal. Um, one was an attempt to be more rational because I'm was it the irrational exuberance, whatever someone said. 
Um, so I maybe overcompensate on the other end there by only giving them two games. I thought that you would be like a like fair a guy that's game. been burned. You kind of have like this sort of like like you you know like you like a war veteran or something. You're like I've seen what it's like. <laughs> yeah. So so, there, so also part of that take though was specifically Sixers Celtics. Like the Sixers, mm. in my opinion, have had better teams before, and then like they just can't get over the hump. That so that whole Brett Brown now not being the coach. So things are changing there. That's I don't want to put a game number on that, but that's something. Mm-hmm. Like here's my other question. So yeah. before we go back to Harden, do you believe in Doc? Yeah. So I don't really. I, I once oh. again on the coaching in the front office and coaching the uh, the fan base. I would say is re- ready for a savior. So you know, is Doc um, that though? I don't really no, believe in. He's Doc. definitely not. Definitely what, do, you, do, do you think he's the wrong in terms of? Do you think he's the wrong person? I'm phrasing this badly. What do you? Th- I'm phrase this neutrally. What do you think in terms of tactics, and what do you think in terms of player management? Because that's what I'm really concerned with too. Is is it gonna be like let's let's just say they get a James Harden or somebody like that's you're gonna have to control those personalities. Um, you know that's just as important probably as the tactics. Um, so where where is your uh, well, finding fault with Doc specifically? Because he's had he had the run with the big three, uh, so. Before you answer that, also, I feel like we're we're ignoring the elephant in the room with Doc in that he's also now coaching his son-in-law in yeah, Seth that's Curry. That's a big headline. I feel yeah. like, I feel like that we consider Nepotism, that. baby. But I could, mean, so it seems like Doc a good thing, but could that turn bad? Doc seems like a decent man manager, to use the words of soccer, but like, I don't really know. I mean, he's... And, Okay, he's got to be better tactically than Brett Brown. Let's be real. Like, Brett Brown was... <laughs> what was he doing? But... Yeah, it just it just got so exposed against Brad Stevens. It was just it was it was hard. But like, yeah. Doc just looked bad in the in the Clippers uh, Nuggets series this year. Like that was not yeah, a good performance from our boy Doc. And, mm-hmm. and and then they just pick him up so fast. I don't know. Like there was no soul searching. He just immediately got another job, and it just seems bizarre to me. Like, well, he's recently taken the a a morality pledge, so there's no there's no soul oh, searching. I, oh, I see, I see. That. Yeah, well, <laughs> that explains a lot. I mean, he even if he even if you know people that have taken the a morality pledge had a soul to search, they wouldn't do it. So, really, uh, but I don't know. I think they needed to take. They needed to get someone. I think with a track record who would command respect. So I think they did that. Um, but I think, yeah, my point with, with Harden, like, is that just too much critical mass star power for any coach, no matter how good of a, a man manager he is? I mean, it depends uh, on the trade though, obviously, but like, how could you, why would you not want to take that shot? Yeah, wait, it's, I, it's, it's just so, so this just I, I don't know if I want to see just James Harden sit with the ball for 35 minutes and just play ISO all season. Like I, I, I don't know if they'd play that way though. I don't yeah, think they, I, they would do that. Yeah, but the thing is that so the criticism has been it's been slow enough with Joel. And, and they've improved by getting some sharpshooters, so hopefully they can move the ball quicker. But the criticism is the game the offense just slows down a ton. Um and so now you get James Harden in the equation. I worry about like, and that's where Ben Simmons hopefully can fit in well with, like he's very good at keeping the pace when he's actually like visible when he doesn't just well, disappear. Right, they wouldn't, so that's have Simmons, part of it. they wouldn't have Simmons and beat and Harden. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but, but I want yeah, to. Wait, they're, ben Simmons, they're definitely trading. Ben, I feel like the trade no, is like Ben Simmons plus so I, probably I, I like was some trying, yeah, I was trying to, yeah. 
like you'd probably put throw in like I don't know who who has like reasonably medium sized set like Mike Scott or like uh, I don't know some random guys on the squad and probably like a pick or two and that would be what you'd have to probably yeah. do. To get I was trying to talk about like if you were with Embiid or with Simmons, like I was trying to talk oh. about them in the same. But I should have separated them out. The other thing is that it they, it seems like all these assume that they would be getting rid of Simmons and keeping Embiid, which is also interesting because. Embiid has not really looked good to me over the last year. Right, so that, like, I, I have not felt Embiid. great about building around Embiid over the last year. Well, so I want to go back to something I said too about like it was especially exposed in the playoffs. Like if you're just going to give it to him every time and he's going to you have no other weapons, he he can't fight against double coverage for 40 minutes. So it's yeah. just not going to work. Um, could you know? I don't want to get into the like work ethic, being in shape things too much because they've been covered like ad nauseum at this point. And I don't claim to be an insider like the terminal is to actually know those things. I could just only judge by what, um, you know, what we see on the court and what sports talk callers claim to know. Uh, so <laughs> I think like he, he could get better in that department, but yeah, I, I think he's still better than what has been shown recently just because there needs to be some support and the offense just became so predictable. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can construct a trade that will convince Grayson to take James Harden onto the Sixers. I have one in mind here. Um, obviously, ignoring some of the uh, additional like compensation, salary cap filler, that sort of thing. But the basis of the deal is uh, send Ben Simmons, or no, sorry, send Joel Embiid uh, to the Rockets, uh, but get back and obviously a lot of draft compensation, that sort of thing. But get back. Um, James Harden and uh, Christian Wood, who the Rockets just signed, That's and fun. so you could have kind of a uh, a Jokic like offense with uh, with Ben Simmons playing, you know, kind of the big man, and then you could also have Christian Wood as more of a traditional big man, but who can still stretch the floor, which is complementary to you know, obviously Ben Simmons struggles uh, with shooting from distance. Wait, if, if I was the Rockets, I'd hang the up the phone, all right? Well, yeah, you, you got to consider it. They could work some other teams into it. Like, how many picks are they getting out of this, right? Uh, if you can they got to be getting a lot of picks. I'm literally hanging up instantly if I'm the Rockets GM on that deal. You don't think so? Yeah. I don't I want it to be Owen. that bad. I agree with Owen. If, Wood if, and Harden's a lot. Wood's good. Oh, yeah. Wood, I mean, well, Wood, Wood, we have good. really small sample size, but. That's uh, true. Uh, let's let's just uh, entertain the idea that Tillman Fertitta, you know, gets really intoxicated one night. <laughs> it's super, super intoxicated. And he also realizes that he's going to be under the salary cap by making this oh, deal. That. Right. Grayson, do you accept this trade? So. I, I and, and maybe this is, you know, it's worth changing my thinking a little bit, but I still just don't know if I want. James Harden overall, if if it were like a very above average trade to get him, which doesn't seem very light. Although Daryl Morey apparently is just fleecing people, so maybe. Uh, but I just don't know. And, and he's a sweet. Daryl just comes to just just take out his old club. Yeah, because I don't I don't want Embiid to leave really, and so I'm working in a Embiid. Uh, <laughs> I'm working in an indeed hardened universe and I just I just don't know. I, I don't know if I want that kind of offense. So well, it would be if it gets wins though, you know, Simmons. like, like I'm, I'm Simmons Harden. 
in this deal? Simmons Harden. Simmons Harden. I don't want to accept the premise of your deal because it involves getting rid of MB, which I don't want to do. But if we have to do that, um, uh, Eric, you said you've come a long way in terms of being rational, but this trade is a great trade for the Sixers. Well, I think you're also coming from the hating Joel and B train. <laughs> so maybe you're you're less you're less anti and B that I'm pro Joel Embiid, but you you all right, let's just go pure vacuum. No yeah. no context, no other players. Yeah, Would vacuum. you rather have Embiid or Harden? <laughs> <laughs> you can't with a straight face say Embiid and have any credibility. Yeah, you just sure. can't have, sure. I mean they're both yes, they're yes. both equally frauds. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes, I just what's it called? Okay, I'll say this. So the process has obviously been a multi-year, multi-coach, multi multi-strategy. Multi yeah, there there's there's been a lot of evolutions, right? Um but like Embiid mostly Simmons to an extent as well is seen as really the like the pinnacle of the process. So if other than faults, of course. If, if so what I'm saying I'm is this sorry. from an institu- from an institutional standpoint and Okafor. Yeah, oh god, free job. Anyway, if if, um, if MB were to be tra- if MB were to be traded in like a, and we get Harden and it doesn't pan out, I don't know if there's any coming back from that. Who cares? I who cares? No, I don't I don't what, understand. What do you mean? No, no, I'm I'm saying from from like an inst like 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 I'm not saying like there's not gonna be any fans or, like whatever, but just like in terms of just like how much our hearts can take. <laughs> Wait, but you your heart will have James Harden and and hearts yeah, of what? flop. I don't, I don't have James Harden putting up 35 a night. Yeah, you just you would rather have the process fail than like you rather no, have the I, process saying, and fail. But, no, no, but but I'm I'm saying so you're it seems like to me you're assuming that getting James Harden is like an auto win. No, like it can't fail. I'm saying no, if we get no, rid of MB, Harden comes in and it doesn't work, is what I'm saying, which is possible. I just think you're at an almost definitely auto not win the championship. Exactly. <laughs> I think you're, you're one move away. If, if, you're going pro- if you're going probability, like uh, there's no guarantee in any scenario, but I think it's almost undisputable that you'd, you'd be better off with Harden than in, in a vacuum. Harder than Embiid, I would absolutely take Harden in a vacuum. Great. Grayson, I, yeah. I just want to know if your take is somewhat. You you mentioned you know the hearts of Sixers fans. Is your your take somewhat based on public health knowledge? Just trying to protect the the citizens of Philadelphia, other than actual on court or even you know tangential personality thing related to the players. Yeah, you know, I think it, it's we're, we're obviously a very directly affected uh, you know party to whatever transactions occur, uh, and so. Like the vacuum talk, I think is valuable, but you have to also consider it's like, insensitive. You, you, I'd you, say. Don't, you don't want to make deals like, just it. to please the fans. Like that's obviously a bad idea. Um, but if if there's still something to be gained from Simmons and Embiid, which I think there is, with a new coach, right? With a new coach, you could argue that Brett. How much do you think Brett Brown has depressed the value of Simmons and Embiid versus where they could be? Like any any ballpark. That's a, that's a fair question. Maybe you give it a spin. So why would you why happens. would you bring in a new coach and then Maybe blow it's too up? Early. And, yeah, why would you bring in a new coach and then blow up the core of the team? I, that's a good like. That's a good take. I don't know. Yeah. I like. Is that a fair? You know, you see what I'm saying? Like it's just I, it's weird that like we don't we're starting over with the pieces we need to start over with, which is the coach and the front office. 
do we need to blow up Simmons and Embiid um, without giving it a shot? That's fair. Uh, that's also, that's Harden, what maybe I should have gotten there quicker, but that's that's where we're Harden allegedly we're wants to go together. to Brooklyn anyway. So, you know, like, he has, three, he he has three years left on his deal. He doesn't know what he wants. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, He's a young like, adolescent. You know, he doesn't know. <laughs> I want to hear what Chris is. He'll see is, how terrible it is to play with Kyrie. Kyrie. So, hit me with a rebuttal. As someone who cheers for our team, whose players undoubtedly have had their value depressed, just, just squashed, <laughs> turned into mincemeat uh, the past, you know, season and a half. I understand, I understand what you're saying. However, I, I think if there's an opportunity to, to get, you know, James Harden in a reasonable deal, like, I definitely think you pull the trigger because he still has three years left on his deal. So it's not like, you know, you could, you could go, you could, you could trade for him and see how it works out in the next two years. I, I just, obviously like it's all dependent upon the trade scenario, but the trade scenario that the terminal proposed, I think is, would be, would undoubtedly, even if, if in a scenario, let's say they're, he's, you know, be, they're being coached by Brad Stevens. I'd still rather have Harden and Wood than it be. It just, because I think those two guys with a Simmons could could win a championship. I really do think that team could win so, a championship. Wait, oh, oh, and you're on mute. Mute. Thank you. Wow, I feel like a boomer. Uh, <laughs> that was that was tough to watch. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, that I guess if it's in the vacuum, sure. Realistically, you're going to have to attach a bunch of picks and swaps to make anything yeah. like this happen. Yeah. Which and is I, why I'm, you, I'm, which I'm, is why prudence is probably wise. Yeah, and and I'm I am you know skeptical of course of pick swaps uh, i won't mention the specific episode i'm referring to but i think you guys can connect do you know i actually don't know what you're talking about i'm talking about the more i'm talking about the markel you're gonna make me say it i'm talking about the markel uh say his name situation <laughs> uh, i don't know if you i don't know if you guys were actually pretending us know what i was talking about but you guys did a good job if you were acting uh i actually didn't know they had a swap in that deal but that was so no, that that's that's the whole point of it because then the, the yeah the then the um Celtics got Tatum out of it who has just been roasting the league and the Sixers in particular so it's just like we're just reminded every time. All right, uh, all right, all right. Well, but actually, the cheeky thing was the Celtics got their pick through a pick swap with the Nets back from the KG trade. So <laughs> lots. Thank you, Billy King. Um, yeah, Billy <laughs> King literally allowed Tatum to happen. I know. It's it's, it's funny because well, and the Celtics. That's a whole other thing about how there's like rumors of you know, like that they're kind of. I, I thought they were all you know good and rising, but they're kind of disintegrating. Um, that's an interesting take. What's what what's the basis no, for I, that? I, what's it called? Unsubstantiated. Just like reading stuff about it, like people say this all the time about like certain players having issues with the culture, whatever. Once again, I'm not an insider. Just like stuff I saw recently, but sports. I have not heard this. I have not heard this either. Are you just cheering for their demise? I searched Celtics culture and I just got Celtic culture and a bunch of like, uh, you (laughs) know, Gaelic Gaelic art. So that was not helpful. I got, I I did the same Google search. But did you guys know that there's a Celtic uh, animal zodiac? That's an interesting. I did not know that. Yep, we are currently in the month of the uh, looks like month of the wolf. All right, all right, Eric. The wolf. Yeah, maybe, maybe, was, maybe I was wrong with that. And I missed Dude. a, a, a headline or something, so I won't. I don't want to spread totally unsubstantiated things. So just I'll, I'll question, mildly I'll unsubstantiated. I'll Final question on the on the Sixers for yeah. Eric. 
I, I don't want to make this a long discussion. I just want two numbers. That's it. I just want two numbers. One, or either a number or top, like whatever player is MB or Embiid and Simmons in the NBA. You can either give a specific Ooh. number or, like are they, or just say they're top, whatever, 5, 10, 15, 50, um, 100. 200, 300. 300. <laughs> I, would say, I would say is, I'll say at least top 12. Oh my! Embiid. Both of them? No, no. Embiid. Embiid. Oh, Embiid. <laughs> um, Simmons. I don't know if I agree with that, Jay. <laughs> to put right, it like, just go with the other. What's what's the other number? Yeah, Simmons. I'll say top thirty. No, my debate was going to be between twenty and twenty-five. Ah, that's close enough. We'll say twenty-two and a half. I'd say I'd say he's top thirty. Yeah. In, Embiid. Embiid. I think at his best is definitely top twelve. Right. I mean, at his, at his best. best, he just munches people, but right. he's rarely at his best is the problem. That's true. Well, I, just, I, I, I think I think he more so than we thought has to be um, put put in, in conditions where he can succeed as opposed to he just totally dictates, you know, like like the offense running through him all the time. That was the hope, I think, but it just hasn't really worked. So I think now with the diversification of the squad, good shooters, um, Simmons hopefully having some sort of shot, hopefully chemistry is increased. Uh, I think he'll. I think too, Embiid will be in the best position that he has been in his career. So that's also a reason why I would like to see him stay in Philly. Okay, sorry. I had I have one last question. I actually uh-huh. you, you brought this up, so I had to I had to ask. Yeah. Is there ever going to be a point where you give up hope for Ben Simmons shooting a three? Or are you always going <laughs> to hold on? Are you, uh, is there like, a point? So, so f- frankly, if he hasn't figured it out, like this season, if it's a total flop, I think that's it. Okay. In terms of realistic hope. I'll, I'll always hope, you know, but. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if he hasn't figured out in like the next five years, I'd say we're. We're probably <laughs> if he doesn't figure out by the time he's age 30, you know. Hey, if Aaron Baines can figure out at 32, who knows? Maybe Ben Simmons can figure <laughs> yeah. out at 32. And, and, and once again, it's worth pointing out that he is 6'10, and like in the modern NBA, like you have to be able to shoot the basketball. I get that. But just considering how big he is, how good his defense is, and how well of a ball handler he is, once again, when he doesn't disappear for 20 minutes at a mm-hmm. time. They'll um, be playing him at center with Harden. Don't worry, it won't matter. All right. Yeah, I think, which, I, I think which would be interesting actually if he played a little more down low. But wait, Aaron think, Baines is seven feet though, Eric. What about Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines is seven feet. That's taller than six time last time. No, I no, no. I, I so I get that it is ideal. To, and and Bead <laughs> is a good shooter, and he's over seven feet. So wait, I mean, no, I guess, he's not a good shooter. He's actually he's a pretty good shot. Like he also, I mean, he shoot what? He shoots like thirty percent. So no, so they, they've been <laughs> from three. Right, no, so he, neither one of them are at league average. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, which is pretty impressive for someone as tall as he is. No, I, said, also, he's I said, said not big, at league average. <laughs> oh, not at league not average. Oh. Is, yeah. <laughs> I said he is below league average. Oh, let's so. let's let's see his stats. He's a thirty-three percent shooter from three-point shooter. Right. That's which, better. I mean, I what he's he's how tall is he? He's seven foot. I mean, like, I don't. 
I don't really understand. Like traditionally, I think you know, in basketball, obviously, taller players have been poorer shooters. But I'm not sure actually in terms of like mechanically. And we see from someone like Kevin Durant, you know, that height isn't directly related to your ability to shoot a basketball. So I'm not really sure like why sure, sure, we continue. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing you. Kevin Durant in just general, like, is not a great representation of how normal that's true. people's bodies like. But my, my point is that, like, as a whole, when we evaluate the NBA, we frequently will be like, oh, he's a pretty good shooter for being, like, you know, 6'10 or something like that, when I'm not really sure, like, that's I really get that. a good I think argument. the point is that you're so busy developing your skills down low that, like, and, like, that's where the team plants you. But right. once again, that's not how it always works. Right, right. Um, modern NBA. So, yeah, and, like there have been active calls for Embiid to just shoot less, even though he can yeah. shoot. But like, yeah, it's just like. Active look, calls look, for Embiid to just do less in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Chill out, work out a little bit in the offseason. And yeah. yeah. Also want to point out he's an 81% free throw shooter. That's, that's pretty good. That's, that's really pretty solid. nice. And, 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 he, and he shoots a lot of free throws. So yeah, that's, that's, like a that's Free throw machine. So. You know who also shoots a lot of free throws? James Harden. A lot yeah, of he, free but that's the thing. That's like that's. Uh, could, could I deal with watching like just uh, just annoying? Yes. I don't know. You, when he's on your team, game. you can. Let me tell you. Maybe the Sixers should do this just for the more commercial breaks they get by having their games elongated uh, so so much please. by just Embiid <laughs> and Harden taking a free throws every possession. Anyway, <laughs> to be kind of brutal. With the, yeah, wow, that would be. Those games would be three and a half hours easily. We're nearing the end <laughs> oh here. Uh, I do want to get in our rapid fire hot takes, which are a tradition on the show. Um, yeah. As, as usual, I will read off a hot take and uh, I'll name someone and we'll just go in order. So the order will be Chris, Grayson, Owen. Um, so if I name you, just go in that order, obviously, and we'll just rotate between you. Um, the first question, we'll start with Chris. Um Will Daniel Jones have more interceptions or touchdowns this year? He's currently at eight touchdowns and nine interceptions. Uh, I would say interceptions, but it'd be close. Grayson? I think they're switching to an entirely running offense. Um, if, you, if you've seen the 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 run, the 80-yard run I'm talking about, and then in subsequent... Oh, my gosh. In subsequent stuff. stumble. But then... But then the next time he ran, I think it was like 25 or 30 yards and stayed on his feet and scored a touchdown. So I think they're just going to abandon the pass totally. So those numbers will stay where they are. If you include the running touchdowns in that, he won't throw again. So he'll, he'll, he'll have so, more touchdowns. Then. He'll so, have more total touchdowns. But he'll have more interceptions than But also the touchdowns. fumbles. There'll probably be a ton of fumbles. So you got to include those too. Uh, an equal number of touchdowns and fumbles. That is my team. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with I'm going. He's going to have more touchdowns. The division is terrible. They're going to start playing some more divisional games as we start to wrap up the season. Yeah. So, if you can't throw touchdowns against the 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 football team and the Cowboys, yeah, so <laughs> give a, me a break. So, a quick thing there. I've actually <laughs> I looked, I've looked at the Eagles and Giants like next five games, and they both have like very difficult stretches that they're going to have to get through. Like they both play the Seahawks, they both play the Cardinals. Eagles are playing the Browns this week. Um, tough game. It's not like a the tough next out. Like, like, like just uh, each team. So that like people joke about, oh, the team, the it's gonna be six and ten, seven and nine, the division winner. Like if you look at the schedule, at least with the Eagles, like they'll be easy to get two. They'll be lucky to get two wins out of those five. Cowboys are a mess. Like 
it's pretty realistic. So we'll see. All right. So keeping with Grayson here, and also since we were just talking about the football team, uh, maybe the Wizards will change to the basketball team. Um, we are going to talk about the Wizards here. Um, if if the um, if you were offered a trade as the Bullets front office, John Wall for Russell Westbrook, straight up, would you accept the trade from the Wizards' perspective slash the basketball team's perspective? Grayson? Well, what sort of, so I, I bring this back to the Embiid discussion, what sort of institutional value does John Wall have in Washington? Probably not as much, I would think. So um, So you'd make the trade? This is a rapid fire hot take. Yeah, say, yeah you gotta just yeah, yeah, think about it. Based on the information I have, I'd have to say yes. Please but no qualifiers. Moving on to Owen. Don't I'm absolutely taking that. It's he's John Wall makes an insane amount of money and just is coming back from an Achilles tear where he's a dynamic guard who's supposed to be moving quickly laterally. I don't see it. I don't love Westbrook, but I like him better than Achilles John Wall, that's for sure. All right, Chris. Definitely not. Westbrook's not a winning player. Wow. So you want Achilles John Wall? You want you want torn Achilles John Wall with the worst contract? I, well, I don't think it's that much. It's not that worse of a contract, honestly. They're almost identical, actually. Yeah. Um. All right. Back to Owen here. Uh, who is most likely to succeed as a draft pick in this uh, NBA draft? Um. I think I really I really like. We didn't talk about the Kings, which is a shame. I really it was like the fact that he dropped a 12 and the Kings could get him was unreal. I think yeah. he could be at minimum will be good, I think, and could be awesome. So I'm in, on, I'm super in on Halliburton. That's my guy. Absolutely. Don't steal him. Chris. Yeah, I would have gone with that. But if, if I can't take that, I'm going to take probably Vassal with the Spurs. Um, like Ooh. that was a, that was a good value pick. Um, I, I'm surprised he fell that much. So, and the Spurs obviously are, are, are good organization for development so definitely vassal all right grayson and you are prohibited from saying tyrese maxi that was what i was <laughs> literally about to say uh, please, please choose a different player oh shoot um exposed who, who, do, who do the kings get caliber you just said that <laughs> i was looking up i was looking up maxi facts during you, the, no, you can do maxi you can do maxi i'm sorry <laughs> you can you can pick Maxi. Yeah, I'm gonna All pick. Right. Him. No, I, I'm a I was trolling. Time, you know, when you're named after an oil company, you're just guaranteed to be a great player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean Maxi. What he was? Um, what's it called? He was Mr. Texas basketball. That's pretty big in my book. Everything's bigger in Texas. True. All right. That's where I'm at. Okay, so we're back to Chris here. Following up on that one, do you think having the name Tyrese leads to more success in the NBA than any other name? Yes or no question? Oh, no, no. Grayson. I mean, his name's not Dario, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Owen. I'm dead. That was such a good answer. Uh, I'm also out. I feel like there's been a lot of Tyrese's in this draft, but when have you ever heard of a good Tyrese in the historical annals? All I'm just saying is it seems go to like, the it seems like our cast the here, our cast here biased towards players named Tyrese. So I just want to do a quick fact check there. Back to Grayson. Historically, I'd rather be named Bill. <laughs> Bill Lambeer. Um, Walton, Russell, a lot, lot of good Bills. Lambeer. Um, Hasn't hasn't been a good bill in quite some time. Um, (laughs) uh, Grayson, back to you. Who's the least likely to succeed draft pick? Um, Well, that's tough. Do you Uh, know any of the draft picks besides Tyrese Maxey? 
No, no, no. Of course I do. Of course I do. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> he's like the Sixers only picked once, right? I don't. We'll come in. We'll come in. We'll come in a hot take. Um, also, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball will be a bust. That's fair. Owen. Mm, that is a that is an aggressive take, and so not, a, not to, a bust, a relative bust to what? No, I kind no, of was, no, no, don't tamper it down. Come on. I kind of was bust. interested in in buying that bust stock. I'm just gonna go with Anthony Edwards. I don't think the I think Did that one might. cut out for you guys? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think we lost. He's like, he's like this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good look. He's deep it inside. Is. Deep inside it, about it, Anthony it's Edwards. It's better than the one where he froze the previous time. He's wondering, he's wondering if Anthony Edwards really loves basketball. Wait, was, was his take too <laughs> wait, was his take too cold and he froze his screen? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean these, these things are working at a higher level. Y'all both took two of the top three picks, so th- those are both pretty cold, I guess. But uh yeah. Chris, I would say Lamelo being a, a bust is kind of kind of. I, I yeah, yeah. I have, warm I, have I have many I have many options here in my opinion. I think there's plenty of plenty of talent to choose from. Um, the the Bulls were heavily linked with uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, the Bulls were heavily linked with uh, Denny Avia uh, in the mock drafts. I would have been so sad if he was drafted by them at four. I think him falling all the way to the Wizards at at nine, in my opinion, is evidence that he was overvalued. But even at nine, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm so out on him. So Denny Avia, I think also Toppin's a bust. Um, yeah. Chris is like, I'll take all of them except for Patrick Williams, please. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So we're actually back to Chris in the order since Owen's dropped off. Uh, what, what is the best free agent signing that you've seen thus far? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't have a rapid take here. Shoot. Uh, is that the thing about the scenarios? I, I, I like Christian Wood to the Rockets. I think that's a great pickup for them. I know it's a sign-in trade and, and whatever. He's getting a decent amount of money and he's relatively unproven. But I'm, I'm pretty high on him in general. So I think Wood. Nice. Grayson? Uh, I mentioned this, you know, to on, on the side of their message. Uh, the Knicks getting Alec Burks. That's uh, <laughs> man, man was single, was, was for sure the best player uh, on the Sixers in their playoff run. Um, you know, f- former Jazz stud. T- sure, the terminal knows knows his works well. Alec Burks, the Knicks, will average fifteen points. Also, Alec- Loki Jeremy Grant to the Pistons, pretty solid. That is a good one. Uh, yeah. Also, the the Nuggets picked up Jermichael Green today, which is a good signing. Um, worst free agent signing. We're back at Grayson. Cool. Uh, Shoot. The Hornets are really giving Hayward a lot of money. I, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, I, I – you know, the guys had some some tough stuff with injuries. I want them to succeed, but I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm hesitant about that That sign. All right, Owen, we're going to have you answer two questions here. Best free oh my agent gosh. signing and worst free agent signing. I mean, there's a lot of contenders for worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Christian, I think this, Christian Wood has already been selected as best uh, and Alec – Burks was that best or worst? Burks <laughs> was best. Alec Burks was best. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. So, yeah, well, do do not mislead the, the listeners. That's all right. Yeah. So, give us your best and your worst. Confusing. Uh, I, that's a good question. Um, I think worst is is probably the Gallo signing. That's pretty bad. And I think even with his whatever nice plus minus, 
just like that's a lot of money for a guy who's old and not that good in my opinion. Wait, who I are you think talking that contract right now? Gallinari. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Hawks. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, there weren't like the thing is there weren't that many good free agents. So like I don't even know who the good who were the good free agents other than Hayward, and I think he was super overpaid. Um, I'm I, I can't even think of anyone. I guess like I don't know picking up. Picking up Trez, maybe how much do they pay him? Like, I don't even have a strong feeling on this because there, yeah, just wasn't, there wasn't any deal, good free agents. I'll uh, take Trez on a one year. That seems decent to me. For best, yeah. I think that's a I think that's a good call. Oh, I'd also uh, like to revise my answer for best to Dwight Howard. <laughs> Honestly, right. one year of Dwight Howard? Sure. Yeah, veterans minimum. I mean, we're chilling. I mean, can we count can we count them sign re-signing Fox? No, I don't think so. We're talking about right. yeah, we're talking about going to yeah, new teams, right? All right, Chris, what's your worst free agent signing? Uh, Bogdan- Bogdanovich. That was a pretty bad signing. That we was talk about that. We have to talk about that briefly. Um, we never talked about Drew. Maybe we'll do that next episode. The the worst one I think was, I don't know. I I, I feel like I feel like Chris Dunn. I don't know. I. I guess he. And I can't say Chris Dunn. He's, he, he it's too short of a deal, and not that much money to be the worst one. With um, the team option. Yeah, it's a team option, but I would say probably just any any signing of the Knicks, just generally speaking. I think worst decision of all, of the free agency was Jeremy Grant going to the Pistons. What? Yeah, good for the Pistons. Uh, not sure by Jeremy Grant. I Terrible mean, decision by Jeremy Grant. What are you doing? He That's wanted. Like, he wanted an increased offensive role, but what I would have done if I were him and was going to do that, I'd probably try and go for like a shorter deal. Try to, yeah. you know, are, really are show the out. Not on the rise again. Is that what we're saying? I mean, they couldn't possibly be not on the rise because they were it's, so yeah. bad. It's funny. The, when I was talking about the, the Suns being the, you know, peak of the mid 2000s, Suns, Pistons. That so. was. That's that true. was quite a time. That was classic. I also great, would like to great teams to watch. I'd also like to bag the Nuggets a little bit for the Jamichael Green signing, which didn't make any sense in my opinion. Fifteen million, <laughs> two years. What? I just said that was a good deal. Um, what? I disagree. I don't understand. I mean, the, the, the market is a strange, is a strange uh, <laughs> monster. The uh, another fun fact uh, regarding the Pistons. So they flipped uh, uh, Luke Kennard for Landry Shamit. That's a good, uh, that's a good, that's okay. a good get. The, uh, this was uh, uh, dubbed the Spider-Man meme deal because Landry Shamit and Luke Kennard both have shot 40.2% exactly from three and are almost <laughs> the exact same player. Um, so they really just wasted some airlines miles there. Um, Grayson and uh, Chris, did you give your, your worst free agent yet? The, the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Okay, Grayson. Well, uh, so that includes version. Alec Burks, though. So that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. What about? They gave him six million. I mean, they just don't have anything else to do. I guess it's a one year. They waived like half their team. So anyway, why? I, what are they even gonna do? I don't understand them. They're they're clearing out for Harden, man. Yeah, he's and Westbrook. <laughs> just wait. Westbrook yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna try to come to Brooklyn and then just get rerouted. They're gonna they're gonna try and trade Brooklyn for KD and Kyrie. Actually, is what I heard the plan was. But uh, Grayson, worst free agent signing? Didn't I say I said I said Hayward already, right? Oh, yeah. Hayward, right? Yeah. Which you know, right? It's it's a lot of money. I'm I'm skeptical. Yeah. It's All a right. Lot of money. 
At a certain uh, point, you're injury prone. At a certain point. Right. His mustache right. is elite, though. This that's worth that's worth ten million alone. I mean, some might say. Daddy's always happy. I'll, I'm gonna say. All right. Well, we're at an hour and forty-five minutes here, so this has been quite a lengthy show. But I think the reunion was worthy of it. Uh, hopefully, we can get back on a more regular schedule here. Yeah. Um, but it was an honor to join you, gentlemen, again today, and uh, I look forward to our next episode. Yeah. I mean, Wait, just, just a quick thing. There's so many. Just just to queue up a couple topics for next. I mean, we didn't talk about the Philadelphia Union. We didn't talk about the Masters. Uh, there's all sorts of sports topics going on. Wait, uh, did, that are worthy of discussion. So Turtle, well, I'm excited like, for what lies ahead. Turtle, do you want like 45 to 60 seconds to talk about the jazz? I just. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Can you end us with a jazz? Like, well, we can play like my heart will go on or something in the background and you can just end us with that. That works for me. Do you have your, your phone? Can you get that going for us? I'll, I'll, cue, I'll add it in post-production. Just imagine it's there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All this right. will look this will look totally different in post this whole episode. Just yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Even recognize it's gonna be you won't even I mean I, I look good now, but like in post, come on. <laughs> hey, wait, this is this is audio though. Oh, you're talking about your voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, his, how, his voice looks how can good. the listeners how can the listeners see him? All right. Um so I will begin my jazz monologue momentarily. <clears throat> As we tumult towards re-signing two very good but not top-end players in the NBA in Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, potentially locking ourselves into that duo, which has proven to not be a championship contender for many, many years. We have resulted to some questionable draft practices. Uh, First of all, trading our picks uh, for two picks to the Knicks, which is usually any trade with the Knicks turns into a good deal for the team. Uh, who's trading with them however uh, the Knicks ended up with two higher picks so that didn't really look great Uh, we then ended up moving down and drafting Yudoka Azubuke who besides having a four-year degree from Kansas really has no redeeming qualities in the NBA whatsoever we also promptly uh, signed Elijah Hughes uh, a forward from Syracuse who has never played outside of the zone defense and did not do very well in it either um, after the draft, we continue to make questionable signings, ser- signing Derek Favors, another big man who is not very mobile to complement our two other not mobile big mans and Ruby- Rudy Gobert and the previously mentioned Udoka Azabuke, um, to bolster our front court. This was all uh, kind of a lot of moves just to free up cap space, which makes sense. Uh, we promptly spent that cap space on re-signing Jordan Clarkson to a four-year deal. Clarkson, once again, is a solid role player, but proven to not be a championship-level player. So, in summary, as a Jazz fan, I am excited for five years of doing absolutely nothing and continuing to get our hopes up before we're promptly beaten in the second round of the playoffs. Thank you for joining us today. Well, that's a generous second round, too, let me tell you. Shut up, Grayson. But but I'll I'll, I'll go (laughs) there.